2: Hello, friends, and welcome back to another edition of Trust the Tape. Zach Wolchuk alongside the wonderful NFL Super Bowl winning draft scout, the great Brian Broaddus. Of course, we're brought to you by the deliciousness that is Boomer Jacks. And the NFL draft is creeping up on us. It's a little over two weeks away. And if you don't have any draft plans set, we encourage you to go to your local Boomer Jacks. They've got draft beer A wide menu, a large variety of selections, delicious burgers, wings, you name it, salads if you want a little healthier options. They've got phenomenal grilled chicken sandwiches, uh, tons of options for you. Go to your local Boomer Jacks and watch the NFL draft. And, you know, we got NBA playoffs around the corner as well. Tons of amazing selections for you there at Boomer Jacks.
0: Yeah, Boomer Jacks is an amazing place. And you mentioned it, though, the food. The staff, everything about it is such a positive experience. So go check out our friends at Boomer Jackson. Thanks for them for uh having us here on the Trusted Tape. So
2: with the draft creeping up on us, this is the time of year where you're kind of trying to figure out, okay, what's yeah. true, what's false, where are the smoke screens, and maybe where's some buzz on some players that we weren't sure. Uh, could potentially be first-rounders that might be sliding down boards, maybe some guys that we didn't think would be first-rounders that could be creeping up, up boards. I think one guy that now has finally started to match up where the NFL felt like he was and uh, maybe where the media wasn't so high on him, and I think we've talked about him throughout this process quite a bit, Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. Yeah,
0: you're absolutely right there, uh, Zach. And, I mean, the thing with Walker is when we were doing this process and it is, it's a long, you know, the media scouts jump into it. Oh, there's some, the, the Dane Burglers and the Daniel Jeremiah's and guys like that, that really, Bucky Brooks, that do it really, you know, year round. And then there's others like ourselves that that jump in here in, you know, in December, or January, that kind of thing. And then we get started. And, and the first mock drafts all talked about Travion Walker being a outstanding football player. Uh, But, you know, it was to the point where, like, when the Cowboys were picking at 24, that was a very, very popular spot for him. Sure. And now we've seen here in the last several weeks, he's gone to, oh, wait, well, he's no longer at 24. He's at 16. Oh, let's give it another week. Well, now he's uh, in the top three. Oh, by the way, we're going to mock him one overall. You know, and and you kind of wonder, you know, you really, really wonder. And, you know, there's workouts, there's films. There's interviews, there's all kinds of things. I, I wonder though, this guy is a really good football player, but if you start talking about him over guys like Hutchinson, and then also then you know with Thibodeau, th- then now I think that you're 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 asking a lot of me. I know as far as just watching and evaluating that tape. The thing that's interesting with Walker is, and and, and he is a fantastic player, and I think
2: you know one of the fun battles when you look at guys that are going to be top 10 picks in this draft. Tim versus Evan Neal, specifically. Yeah. But the production for Walker, and maybe this is due to just so much talent on that Georgia defense, Yeah, but he's a guy, if I have my stats correct, without them right in front of me, I think he had 11 sacks the entirety of his Georgia career, six last year. He did. How do you match, you know, as a scout – looking at maybe a lack of production when it comes to the sack totals. And I know sacks aren't end all, you know, they don't tell the true story, right? Cause pressures are there. And, sure. and you look at potential and upside when you're trying to evaluate some of these players, but when you look at a player that maybe doesn't have some of those numbers and you try and project that, well, I think here's a guy that can really, you know, get more of those numbers as he projects into the NFL.
0: Yeah. That's going to be the trick. And, you know, in, the 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 saying is that if you had success in college sacking quarterbacks then you're going to have success in the NFL I mean it it doesn't always translate that way but you know you generally that's the you know people ask about well why draft a cornerback that doesn't have interceptions sure you know I mean what kind of what kind of ball skills are you talking about you're saying oh we're projecting this guy to be a great corner and he'll do this and that and the other and then all of a sudden you're like going well he doesn't intercept passes there's not that production there you know and I think the the same could be said about defensive ends and you know I I think that there's things about Walker and when you look at his game the reason why you know I mean he is one of those guys when Georgia would go to a nickel package you know they would take say Jordan Davis off the field they put Walker at nose and then they would let him attack from the middle and then they would rush from other spots you know, and, and you're right, you could put on all the Georgia tape and there might be players on that field that are better than Walker. Yet Walker's the one we're talking about as a top five uh player right now. And I don't know if it's media scouts didn't have him right or the scouts today are pumping air into him. I'm really interested in getting to me with my gang of seven. Once guys start to build their board and really get a feeling because there were people you know, there were scouts that were telling me, "Oh, you guys are cl- uh, clearly wrong about Johnson from uh, Florida State, Jermaine Johnson." Sure. You know, who also was a Georgia transfer, by the way. You know, guys are saying, "Oh, you're too high on him. You're too high on him." And I'm like, "Okay, fine." Now I'm hearing, "Oh, wait, you're you guys had him right. You guys, you know, yeah." So, you're starting to see him yeah, not go past yeah, the top fifteen of the draft. I think that's what's going on right now, Zach. Is the craziness of this draft? is that there's really not anything that you can hang your hat on. And then, and you want to hang your hat on, say, for example, uh, you want to hang your, your hat on a Tyler Lindenbaum from Iowa. Mm-hmm. But then everybody will tell you, his arms are too short, he's too small, he's too light. But you watch his tape, okay. and you're like, but that's what I'm saying. And I, this, there's a lot of this in this draft where it's like, you're you're thinking, I think I'm seeing the right thing. Right. And, and like, Media and others are telling you different. So there's
2: two things that I I, I, I thoughts that I have with this class. One is this class is deep. Yeah, but it's not an elite class. Not at all. There's nobody that I really and, and you talk trades. and I think you and Eric were talking about this. You know, last week when it comes to the quarterbacks, it seems like Carolina at six. It's a surefire. That's right. a spot where a quarterback can come, right. come off the board, and maybe the Giants at five. If, if they want to move back and there's a team that wants to get ahead of Carolina, that's an area where maybe there's a trade spot. And, and, and we've talked a lot here on the home of the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan, maybe the Cowboys are looking to move up. Because you look at those 30 visits, and I know you guys went through yeah. in the last Trust the Tape, and, and you explained beautifully what those visits mean. But there wasn't a lot when it comes to second-rounders yeah. projected for the Cowboys. So it makes you wonder, are they looking to move up? But with this class, I just don't know that there's guys that you're thinking, man, i got to have this guy. Yeah. Because the talent, I mean, it's, it, there's just nobody that, that you say, man, I'm in love with, that I've just got to go to have. And to your point, like a Tyler Linderbaum is a player, well, maybe physically he doesn't check off some of the boxes, the prototype of a center. But film-wise, he's just so damn good. Yeah, I think you need to get out of your own way. And you just say, the player... Is too good. He just, he, he, who cares about his arms? Oh, no. It, who it, cares about it, him the being Kobe undersized? Dean.
0: The Kobe Dean is the same way at, at Georgia. Now, they bring, sure. in, they bring in Lloyd, the Cowboys. Talking, right, right, And again, we focus on all. I mean, that's what Trusted Tape does. We talk about if you're a fan of another team and all that, and I'll give you a little insight. I was on a Giants.com uh, podcast, an actual physical New York Giants podcast, and I was talking with uh, their host, And he kept grilling me about corners and offensive tackles, corner, offensive tackle. And then it came down to, well, what about tight ends? What about? So he never mentioned one time talking about, John never mentioned one time talking about a quarterback. Everything was cornerback and offensive tackle. Okay, but if you look at the Cowboys and what they've done and the 30 visits, I think for a reason, I really do. For the Cowboys' sake, 30 visits are important. Because of the, you don't have a traditional general manager, okay? You know Charles Cross, offensive tackle, is on that thirty visit list. Okay, so now you're sitting there thinking, no, wait a minute. I mean, I'm talking with Giants.com about Charles Cross and why you would play him at left tackle. You know, as a and opponent. maybe taking him at five. And that's what I'm saying. That's no, they got five and seven, and they're talking about that. And yet you, the Cowboys, bring somebody. Now, I, I this is what and makes And that would be the one guy that I'd move up for. Because see, I do think too. he's good enough. I, I totally agree. I totally agree with you. I don't see moving up for any other position. Now, could they surprise us? The Cowboys have had a history in the past of being committed to giving stuff to wide receivers. Okay? And I say that in a way of multiple picks for Joey Galloway. Multiple picks for Roy Williams a pick for Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. money for, you know, uh, Roy Williams, money for Amari Cooper. See, to me, are the Cowboys, is that, you know, we focus on you and I and everybody that works here is talking about, oh, tackle, 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 trade for the tackle, tackle. Maybe the Cowboys are thinking about going up for a wide receiver well, because their history says they've committed funds and, and draft picks in the past to try and bring a receiver in here.
2: Well, and you're absolutely right. And the last time they picked a 24, they took Des Bryant. Took Des Bryant. And, you know, CeeDee Lamb falls into their lap. Yeah. They don't hesitate. Right. They, they pull the trigger and they take a CeeDee Lamb.
0: CeeDee Lamb totally slipped my mind right. about using that pick. Right. And
2: And you look at their visits, to your point, yeah. they've got some guys here, and, and some of these guys, you know, the Drake Londons of the yeah. world... And even a Chris Olave, you weren't really thinking, would they be there at 24? Right. But maybe the Cowboys are looking at moving up to go and get some of these guys. I
0: wonder what they're thinking about Charles Cross, the tackle from Mississippi State. Because to me, I've never seen Charles Cross fall below 10 in any mock draft. And, you know, I look at the ones, the Daniel Jeremiah's, who's plugged in with NFL scouts, a former scout himself, Bucky Brooks, former scout himself, you know, Dame Brugler has a lot of connections that I never, ever, ever saw Charles Cross get into the Dallas Cowboys at 24. But then again, I didn't see CeeDee Lamb get into the Cowboys at right. 17 that one. The other guy that that I also think in this class that
2: now after crushing at the Pro Day this past week, yeah. Derek Stingley. Yeah. You know, Stingley was a guy that a lot of questions, and it might be off the field, you know, how much does he love football? Yeah. But this is a dude that I think people are overthinking it a little bit. I agree. You know, if you go back his freshman year, yeah, he walks on to LSU, which is a defensive back pipeline to yeah. the NFL. DBU, they say at times. He's competing with... Arguably now a top three to five wide receiver in all of football in Jamar Chase yeah. and a top ten wide receiver in all of football in Justin Jefferson and giving him heck one on one in practice yeah. and he's the top cornerback in the country for a national champion football team. Derek Stingley is going to be a stud in the NFL. I, I I totally
0: you're absolutely right about that. But I'll say this too if you're if you're really interested if you're really interested in for example, a guy like George Pickens from Georgia. Ooh. Watch him. If you could go back and YouTube it, whatever you have to do, go back and watch Georgia and LSU play. And this was Stingley's you know, first year at L- in the national championship. But, but Pickens is wearing out like these corners that we're all talking about. So if you want to say Stingley like you love him, but if you really want to learn something about George Pickens, go back and watch George okay. Pickens play. So Pickens is one of these guys, and, and there's a few players that
2: I wonder, you know, there's always every year, like Jordan Davis was one of these guys. Yeah. Uh the the linebacker from Texas Tech yeah. that slipped into the first round and went to Seattle. Now Seattle's one of those teams that makes wonky picks. Hey,
0: dude. John, my buddy John yeah. Turner, my former intern, makes some wonky so picks. So I'm wondering right? who are some
2: of these guys that maybe could sneak into the first round that we're not talking about. Pickens? Maybe one of those yeah, guys. Yeah. Maybe Sky Moore, the Jeff Kavanaugh special. Right. Yep. Maybe one of those guys. Another couple that I want to throw at you and see what you think about. Is there some buzz brewing about? And we talked about him a few weeks ago because cause I had just watched him, the Penn State edge rusher that I thought was a day two player. Yeah. Arnold E. Bikini. Yeah. Is he see,
0: starting to, yeah, to get some buzz around I'll tell him you what. as a bottom first rounder? See that and there's a lot of people. There's the one thing if you do enough players in this draft you're going to have a couple that you just struggle with. And I mean, honestly, guys, NFL scouts struggle with certain players. They do. And, and you could get in the room and you could talk about it. And you could say, I don't like this guy because of A, B, C, and D. And three other scouts will stand up there and say, Brian, you're wrong because they can do A, B, C, and D. And these Penn State, you know, I, I mean, I, I just didn't. I didn't have that vibe with this kid. I mean, but I didn't feel like that he could consistently capture the edge enough. But there is people talking about him and the South Carolina kid as being first round talent. Yeah, and see, I, I
2: don't see what the South Carolina. I do and all. I don't either. But I like Ibikiti. I just think he's raw. Ibikiti. I but mean, he, I think he has so much upside.
0: I mean, I, I mean, you see, okay, you, I am gonna, I am gonna die on a couple of hills here. I am gonna die on a couple of hills. I could very well die on his hill, and I could die because I've not been as in love with a Zion Johnson as much as everybody else has. And so to me, I, I again, it, you're, sometimes you're by yourself in a draft room and you're fighting for a player, and the only honor you have is if the, the room go, that goes, if the director goes with you on this type of player. And then if he turns out to be a great player, then they know, well, Brian, you were just, I missed him. I missed him. But if he, this kid goes there and doesn't rush well and kind of bounces around and stuff, I won that battle. I didn't die on the hill, but I won that battle for next time when we're in this room and I'm like, guys, I don't feel as good about him as. But there's a lot of people that really do like this kid and I might be dead wrong about him. I kind of thought about him as a day two selection myself. And no, I'd feel great about him. You know, if you yeah. if
2: you got him, I, I initially thought maybe third round. Oh, that's 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 where I have him. But first round, I'm I'm a little shocked. Oh no, because I, I think I he's am. a project. I am. I do. Yeah, I he gets not. me excited. Yeah, but I, I think I'm higher on him than you are. I don't oh, like no. the South
0: Carolina guy at all. No, no, you are. You're much higher. There are other guys that I like. Uh, at defensive end as opposed to having to take either the South Carolina kid or this kid.
2: The other name that that I think, and I'm not sure if you've heard any buzz on him, but might also sneak into the first round is Travis Jones, the defensive tackle out of UConn.
0: See, that was another one. When you watch Travis Jones and let's be honest, Utah has been awful in football. I mean, Connecticut has been awful in football the last uh, last several years and I, I think Travis Jones is one of those guys that's like a true one technique and there's Really, nothing special, nothing dynamic when you watch him play. But then he gets in the senior bowl, and he's minimum boys, you know. And he, you know, he tests well. He's six four. He's three hundred twenty five pounds. If you can't go and get, if you can't go and get a Jordan Davis, this is the he's the next best. He's the next best. Yeah, this is the next best. Now, depending on what you think about Mathis from uh, Alabama. I personally like Mathis better than I like Travis Jones. I like Mathis better is because I feel like that as a one he gives you a little bit more pass rush. You know. Do you have Jordan Hall as a DT? I have him as I still have him as a defensive tackle. Yes, I have him as a 3 technique. And I think, Okay, so you have him as a 3 technique instead of a yeah, 1 tech. Yeah, that makes I, sense. See, I mean, I kind of feel like though with him with Logan Hall, I was, Logan Hall, I'm sorry. I don't know why I said Jordan Hall. Yeah, I said with Logan Hall, I I kind of I knew exactly who you were talking about though. I kind of felt like though that you were you would say that, you know, you would look at him and 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 just kind of think like, man, he is so tall. He is so long. You know, I kind of think I thought initially that he might be a five technique defensive end. And when oh, I say yeah. five technique defensive end in a three four, that's a head up, head up on the tackle, right down the middle of the tackle, extend, control, get off, two gap, inside, outside, get off, go find ball. I, this guy has a defensive tackle at 6'6 and at 283 pounds. I think he's got some David Irving traits. And if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan listening to our pro- podcast here, you'll understand what I'm talking about with that length and that slipper, slipperiness as a player. But, you know, again, usually you don't have really tall three techniques of those under, what they call under-tackles. This guy might be a 3-4 defensive end in in, in in actuality.
2: I like that. And then the other name that I want to throw at you is, uh, is a guy that might be able to sneak into that first round. And some mocks have him in there. Quay Walker. Yeah. The linebacker from Georgia. And I wonder if he actually ends up getting drafted higher because size-wise he projects to what – you like, yeah. you know, at 6'4", in the NFL, opposed to his running mate at Georgia, Nicobe Dean, who some might ride off because yeah. he's undersized.
0: Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. Every one of these Georgia kids, you watch them play. It's super impressive. I mean, this guy does. He physically looks the part of an inside linebacker. I mean, I think that when he can attack things downhill, that's some of his best plays. When he's going straight ahead, you know, he just busts through a gap, tackle for loss. Pressure, you know those kind of thing. But at 6'4", 241 pounds, I mean that is a an impressive guy. Uh, you know his instincts. <clears throat> excuse me, and instincts I thought were you know were good. But I mean the rotating system, and they have to do that at Georgia. They got too many good players. They have to play in a rotating system because they just got to get everybody on the field. But man, this is a super super talented linebacker. It's a good problem to have there. in Yeah, Georgia. exactly. My gosh, they're why just you win a national championship.
2: Absolutely loaded. By the way, Dane Brugler's The Beast is out. Oh, yeah. I would uh, highly encourage all of you draft nuts that are out there listening, <laughs> Yeah, go ahead and check out Dane Brugler's uh, The Beast out there on The Athletic. It's uh, it's sensational for all you draft fans out there. Okay. So, brought us. I found a, a seven-round mock. Okay. Specifically Cowboys, specifically. All right. Because we do... Talk a lot of Cowboys football. And uh, you can go ahead and hit us up, at Zach Wolchuk, at Brian Broaddus on Twitter. If there's anything, trust the tape-wise, you'd like us to discuss for your favorite football team as well. We're happy to do that for you. But I, I, I did like this seven-round mod for okay. the Cowboys, and I wonder, I think there's some good players we can discuss here. Let's see if you like this. Okay. Cowboys come away at 24 with the apple of my eye, Kenyon Green. Okay. I think that's the clean pick at twenty four. I I don't think it's close with him and Zion Johnson.
0: Yeah, I think I have I have Green over Johnson on my board myself. I think there's I think there's warts with really both player. I, I really do. Maybe this this guard class is there's certain classes that you kind of feel like you have a handle on what it might be. This guard class, this is the one where I, again, dying on a hill. This, you know, you could say, well, take Green, take Johnson. There's people that will that will flop them. I'm interested to see what the Cowboys stack's gonna be. Are they gonna have Johnson above Green? The Cowboys brought both players in for 30 visits. There's wart, warts with both players. There's positives with both players. I guess you could say that about every player, but there's more warts that scare me about these guys. But Green on my board, if you told me they were taking Green over Johnson, I would be okay with that.
2: And, and I've talked to you about this, you know, when we've talked on here, here at 105 Through the Fan. For me, the reason I'm all in on Green, I love the power. Yep. That's, I love that, the power yep, that's, there. That's,
0: that's what, exactly you what know, you're
2: at. Tech, tech, he might not be as smooth as Zion Johnson, yep. but I'm all about the power. And uh, I think Kenyon Green, to me, is just – and I love the versatility. He's kind of like a poor man, Zach Martin, to me when he came out, being able to slide around the entire sure. offensive line. And he's willing to do everything you ask him yep. to do. Number round two, pick fifty, pick fifty-six, two fifty-six here, and this is a forgotten wide receiver in the draft.
0: John Meachie the third out of you know Alabama. What? Yeah, I have him in the bottom, actually the bottom of the second round, and I kind of, you know, uh, to me that that makes a lot of sense when you look at the when you look at the way he plays, and it, a lot of it has to do. I mean, he was a super super productive player at Alabama. The, knees, the knee injury, though, is something you're definitely going to. I mean, he tore his ACL in the SEC championship game. So now you've got him rehabbing, and you've got also, you've got Jameson Williams. Yeah, Jameson Williams rehabbing, but you also, for the Cowboys.
1: Oh, you, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup yeah. is rehabbing. So I don't. You That's know, a good point.
0: To me, I mean, this is one of those things you're going to have to have somebody at wide receiver come plug and play. Because you're going to miss Gallup the first two or three weeks of the season. Yeah. And so you better have Mitchie to me is that's makes a, a lot point. of sense in that mock. If, if Mitchie was not if he was healthy, that to me would be one of those picks. I've got him in the bottom of the second round, but I've got to have somebody I feel like that's ready to go from the jump. I do think somebody's going to get a steal with that oh, kid absolutely in the right. second round. Yeah, he's a Canadian kid. He's very good in short and tight uh, area player. Uh, I mean, he he's is quick, man, quick. He, I mean, he, the, when the balls come in his direction, he's going to catch it. He's going to fight. Uh, you watch what he did in the Auburn game and the, that game that Alabama absolutely had to have to get into the playoffs. I mean, he did a great job in playing in that football game.
2: David Bell uh, out of Purdue. Uh, that wide receiver is another one that seems like he's starting to generate a lot of buds as a fringe, yeah. second-rounder. Well,
0: the speed. And yeah. they, they made him run outside at Purdue at West Lafayette. It was 30-some-odd degrees. He didn't run particularly fast at the combine. He's a four or five guy, uh, and he ran the 4'5s uh, at his pro day in, in West Lafayette, Indiana there. But, man, I mean, you talk about the routes. He does not fight catching the ball at all. It's a very, very natural uh, catcher. Uh, I mean, again, when you watch him, though, and it's clear Iowa in the Notre Dame game, his extended speed is his only flaw—the lack of it—and that's and that's something you clearly see on tape. I also
2: like uh, Christian Watson quite a bit out of North Dakota State. I don't know if he's going to be there in round two. Yeah, you know,
0: it's funny about Christian Watson is like the kids from Tampa, Florida, and you're kind of like going, "Okay, where is Florida State? Where is North Carolina State?" Where is Mississippi State? Where is Ole Miss? Where is somebody? Tennessee? Somebody, where is somebody, you know, that that was a clear, clear miss. I mean, this kid's father played the NFL, Tim Watts, and I scouted him. You know, he played from 93 to 96, I want to say. But, man, I mean, you wonder how. How did this kid end up in North Dakota being from Tampa, Florida? Clear miss by SEC schools. Clear miss by ACC school. He's just one of those guys you watch him. He just always seems like he's open. Always open. He's always but open. it's one of those things, too, with sometimes in North Dakota State plays a tremendous football. They make their home here in Frisco every yep. year at the national championship game. But you but you wonder, like, the level of competition. Sure. You know, the Fair they, question. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's sometimes you're thinking, okay, he's playing against a guy that's going to be an accountant. He's playing against <laughs> a guy that's going to be a rancher. Right. He's playing against a dairy farmer, whatever. You know, that's what he's dealing with.
2: This seems uh, like a cowboy special, and and maybe it's too good to be true. And some other team's going to come over here and say, "Hey, we love this guy as well." But round three, pick eighty-eight, Sam Williams, the edge rusher See, at Ole Miss. Okay,
0: this is a this is a fascinating one, and I think there's a lot of momentum for Sam Williams. I personally think that the Cowboys, I think at 56, are going to take Sam Williams. So just to not risk losing out on I don't think. I, the fact that the, the fact there is a lot of background between the defensive coordinator at Mississippi and Dan Quinn. Okay. And so he knows all about Sam Williams. Okay, there's some off-the-field stuff you have to learn about Sam Williams. I think the Cowboys are comfortable with that. Quinn goes and runs the workout. I don't think the, the Cowboys are probably looking at Sam Williams as we're not going to be able to get him at 88. We're just not going to be able to get him eight. So they're going to have to hit it at 56. And I
2: think you're right. I think 88's probably too good to be true. If the, He's if he, a name that seems like well, a high rise. Well, if
0: riser. he makes it to 88s because the people aren't comfortable with what happened sure. off of Okay,
2: it. yeah. And then round four, and you know, I think 88 might be uh, the tight end spot. So the Cowboys well, yeah. might be circling because they seem like they have their eye on yeah, tight end. sure do. Now, this mock has the Cowboys going tight end with their fourth-round pick, 129, and they're going with the guy out of Maryland that I don't want to embarrass myself trying to say his, his name. I'll go with it. Uh, Chigazime Okonkwo. Mm-hmm. How did I do? I think you did good. Did all right? I think you did good because
0: I wouldn't have attempted it the way you just did. Now,
2: I'm an Isaiah Likely guy. Yeah, if I th- could pick any tight end in this draft, yeah, that would be my guy, but I don't think there's any way that he makes it to round four.
0: You know, I, I think to me there's there's several of these tight ends that you got to – I mean, me personally, I'm a big fan of of a guy named Cole Turner, and I, and I, 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 I understand the Maryland kid's a, a heck of a football player. He really, really is. But – the thing about it is, when you look at to me, I kind of have my eye on a guy named Cole Turner from Nevada. Okay, Six, seven, 249 pounds. You know, he's another one of these tight ends. Even maybe, maybe how about even you know him, Kohler from Iowa State. I like was Kohler a, was another mention there. And I then mean, Kate Otten. Kate Otten. Uh, is it, that's the Washington I, I, Kate guy, Otten's right? My, one of my, it's one of my top guys. But see, but that's what I'm saying. I think there's a little bit deeper, a deeper thing. And I mentioned a guy like if you think that Otten and all those other guys are going to be gone. Cole Turner to me is a guy I would I'd rather have over the Maryland guy. Again, six seven, physical size. Uh he's I mean, working down the field. A lot of these tight ends at 6'7, when defensive backs are trying, or linebacks are trying to knock the ball down, they're extending. They're already, you know, people are slapping their wrists, their sure. forearms. They're not getting to that ball just because of the extension. Slew
2: of fifth round picks here for the Cowboys in this mock. So uh round five, pick one fifty five, Kellen
0: Deesh the offensive tackle out of Arizona State. Yeah, a lot of people really, really like him. Yes. I, I'm, I'm just I'm not as really as high on him as others are. I think I could probably do a little bit better there. I'm a little iffy. Yeah. And, but and
2: now if you get wiped out and for whatever yeah. reason, you don't
0: come away with a tackle. Right. Might not be a
2: bad day three option for right. you. Right, right. But that's a project.
0: Yeah, there's a big-time project right there.
2: And then, uh, since McCormick, the running back out of UTSA, had him in studio, got to have him on our show, The Nose Bleach Seats. Great kid. Yeah. Awesome individual. Yeah. Very energetic, engaging, broke all kind of records there at UTSA. Yep. And, uh, Good look, offense down there, too, if you no want
0: to the do things. And
2: hes uh, I mean—I think he's a three-down back for you. Now, maybe sure. I mean, pass protection, that might be something he needs to work right. on, but he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Yep, you got him right. He envisions there as well. Now, uh, not an individual I've gotten to watch yet. I don't know if you have. Mike Rose, linebacker out of Iowa State. I have not
0: seen him play. He's
2: a uh, he's guy that was mocked there. And then Thomas Booker, the defensive lineman out of Stanford, and we'll wrap up with the Marion Williams in the sixth round, the cornerback out of Houston. Yeah. Houston's pumping out a lot of good defensive Houston's backs. pumping
0: out. If you really, really want a good, a good player, a really good young short player, if it, in fact uh, is is our guy uh, uh, Marcus Jones, the kid, the cornerback. Ah, you, yes. He's a he's a short daddy, and he's a hell of a returner. He's around the ball all the time. He knocks balls down. For short player, he's really, really good. You know, the one uh, before
2: we wrap up here, the one name that I want to throw at you that I've seen also thrown uh, in the first round and and also mocked to the Cowboys a lot is we've talked about the tackle depth in this class. Tyler Smith out of Tulsa.
0: Yeah, I, I'm having a lot of problems with okay. him. And I'm
2: glad that I'm and, not and, alone. And in
0: I, that. you know, and a lot of people have talked about Tyler Smith being a guy that is going to be a, a you know a guy that could have been a first round guy. I don't see that. I really, really don't. I would be really I would be surprised. I know that all the media scouts are talking about him. I just don't think he has really good tech. He's a huge guy, by the way. Three he's 6'5", 324. He just doesn't have really good technique as a blocker. He's more likely to try and bully his defender than he really is, get his feet and his hands to kind of work together. I thought he caught blocks more than anything than that strike and the punch. He let the defender get really close to him, and you know, and he, and he then he kind of grabs him and throws him to the ground. He had, you know, in two games I watched, he had three holding calls. Mm. You know, and I'm he thinking, seems
2: like a reacher, yeah, reacher and mean, grabber,
0: bad body position, bad blocker. He just tries to use his power, and I, I I'm going to let somebody else be a hero on that. I'm one. with you. Maybe he's a Colton Miller type I, guy. i have been wrong now. Over if of I'm wrong but... about alignment, it's generally because they lack power. Sure, and there's several in this draft. That do lack power, and you know, and I, I you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, uh, the kid, the you know, uh, Ryman from uh, from uh, Central Michigan. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are having him mocked to Dallas at twenty four. That's a converted tight end, probably doesn't have a whole lot of power right now, but you know what? He's a good football player. But I've been really, 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 really wrong. About about uh, about these these some of these guys that don't have enough strength that are playing in the and then I, I, again I just looking at my board Zach uh, Zach Tom you know from Wake Forest mm-hmm. another guy Max Mitchell from Louisiana uh, these guys don't have great power but then they end up being like all pros cuz i always i'm always looking for the bigger stronger guy. Right, i, mean, I am too as yeah. well. I'm a power guy. Yeah. Brought us your mention of scholar my friend. Well thank you man. I appreciate you brother.
2: Another addition to trust the tape again encourage you to go shout out uh, and look for our friends at Boomer Jacks for all your draft day needs. All your just individual sports watching needs they got you there at Boomer Jacks. Go grab yourself a nice beverage and a delicious meal at Boomer Jacks the draft creeping us creeping up on us a little over two weeks away we will catch up with you again next week on trust the tape hugs in hand pounds everybody we really
0: need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch